Good morning, everybody. I'm a little late to the game. Enjoying just finishing a delicious chocolate mint protein bar with 24 grams of protein and just delicious. Mm, good. So I'm a little late to the game this morning. Had to stop, get a beverage, you know. Stuff that would have interrupted a nice, fluent talk this morning. So, anyways, I want to continue this obscure uh, card games talk. And they're not obscure, they're just not, maybe not what everybody's thinking of all the time. It's kind of like uh, last week when I had mentioned about the Marvel Diamond Black, Black Diamond. Diamond Black, Black Diamond, the upper deck set that is uh, coming out here relatively quick. And, I mean, as far as collectible card game goes, and yesterday I touched on Yu-Gi-Oh! And then today I'm going to touch on Card Fight Vanguard. Because it's, there's a, these are just, they're interesting to me. I like to see what these cards are, for lack of a better term, what they're made of. Like, we know they're made of some cardstock, but what are they, what are they doing? How are they getting, how are they valued, you know? So, Card Fight Vanguard is another uh, collectible card game uh, that must be doing fairly well unbeknownst to me, uh, because it's, I feel like it's so easy to get lost in the whole, oh, it's Pokemon, oh, it's, uh, you know, Digimon, oh, it's Dragon Ball, something that's, something that's mainstream that also has, I mean, most of the large, you know, card games have other things attached to them. Pokemon's got video games and TV shows and movies and a lot of merchandise aside from just the cards and they have tournament play and it's, I mean, you have a lot of different, a lot of different branches attached to that tree, right? Same with Dragon Ball, same with Digimon. They all, I mean, not to the extent of Pokemon by any means, but they have merchandise, t-shirts, toys, video games, movies, TV shows. I mean, it's it's all there, right? So then when you start getting to these other things, like this Cardfight Vanguard, I go, aside from me poking around on TCG Player and just seeing what is what and what's out there and what's popping and whatever, uh, how would I have known about this, you know, this thing? And that's not to say that you, you can't know about something like that. Like, I don't know of anything else 
Magic the Gathering, other than it's just huge and it's everywhere and people like to play it. But I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a show or any movies. I don't know. There, there might be merchandise aside from the cards. I, I haven't seen it. Also, not actively looking, but you know, it's something you know about just because of its sheer volume of product and, you know, card shop is like, here's the dedicated magic corner. It's massive. And I play a archfiend gigalith malacum flipper. And it's amazing because he blows everybody away. Stuff I got no idea. No idea. Just making up words. Just hoping it fits into magic somewhere. Um, and it's it's interesting to look at these sets and go, wow, this card fight is not like a small thing. It's got a lot of sets to it. A lot of sets, a lot of expansion sets, subsets. I mean it's got it's got some it's got some stuff to it. And then you dig a little deeper and you go, you know what? Just like my surprise, not total surprise, but more surprise, of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards value in some of these, you know, some of their sets. Card fight is the same way. I mean, and I'm I'm strictly, well, I'm not strictly, but I'm going. I want to just dive right into what I find is the interesting part as a seller of, you know, collectible cards and stuff is the value of some of these cards is astounding to me in relation to your cost that you're putting in. For instance, I just bought us, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not just me. (laughs) It's, it's us. We'll say, we'll say it's us. Um, the wife doesn't, I just tell the wife some things and she's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. We could open some cards. Yeah, honey, we could open some cards. Okay, cool. So we just bought a, uh, card fight box. I just wanted to, you know, I want to see uh, Phantom Dragon Eon, alright, that's the, um, that's the box we bought, it's only, only $37, only $37 for the box, now, just hold your, you know, hold on to your seats, hold your horses, whatever you gotta hold on to, you know, there's at least there's at least two cards that are dropping over 600. There's, you know, uh, 300, 200, and then a bunch of high, uh, you know, 60s, 50s, 40s. You know, valued cards. You know, that's that's the market price for these. So. 
what I look at is I go, okay, it's only thirty-seven bucks to buy the to buy the box. I have a potential here, assuming that I can rip something fabulous, which you know I don't know if we're going to have never never done it before, and we obviously don't know what to expect as far as pull rates on this. I'm sure I could dig it up. Uh, I, I watched a few things yesterday, and I believe there's, you know, for sure one good hit per box. Um, but of course they have, you know, these rarities on here, you know, that, you know, special parallel, they have, uh, super rares, secret rares, um, then they have another secret rare that's like almost signed cards is what they they look like. Um, oh man, oh they're absolute secret rares. Um, I know. <laughs> Speaking of which, can't we just mainstream card rarities? I mean, everybody's got their own, you know, little. Ah, you know what, let's stick with common uncommon, but past that, then we're going to start getting into some weird stuff, alright? You know, Mega Ultra Rares, and Mechanoid, Secret Glitter Rare, and I, I mean, let's just, let's just keep it all, let's keep it all within the same realm here, people. Because now I gotta, like, follow up on all these other rarities, and it's confusing the hell out of me, alright? Come on. Back at it. So, 37 bucks, right? Supposed to get one big hit per box. There's 16 packs in a booster for these, which, you know, could is obviously a reflection on the cost of the box itself. But you're still, I mean, 16 packs... It's only 37 bucks. I mean, that's, that's not horrible by any means. You're talking, you know, a little over two bucks a pack, which, you know, is not bad, especially when you're hoping you can get packs of, like, Pokemon cards for 450 you know. So you're cutting it, cutting it in half. And if we're only, if they're going to say that there's 16 packs, but you're getting a, maybe not the best hit, but you're getting a hit, something that's hopefully substantial in this box. I mean, I could, I could do 37 bucks and be like, okay, if I don't get what I'm looking for, which obviously, like I said with Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm looking at these from a resale value because I don't have any emotional attachment to these that, you know, where I would sit and go, oh man, you know, I mean, granted, I've looked at these cards and they're very well done, at least from an illustration standpoint, very well done cards. I don't know if the game is like phenomenal to play. Uh, I haven't watched any gameplay videos. I probably will just out of 
curiosity. But yeah, from this at this point, I'm looking at what's what's my resale value? What's my uh, you know ratio for my expense to what I can potentially get back? It's it's something minimal to me. I mean, 37 bucks. I should be able to hit something. Maybe even break even from a selling standpoint. You know, I mean, they have some. They have some weird sets, though. One set is like it's called Bang Bang something, and it's like. All the cards are female characters, and they're, like, in a rock band or something. So it's they're all, like, playing instruments, and the entire set is a hollow foil. So all the cards you pull are have, you know, some foiling on in some fashion. And I was like, boy, this is, this is weird. And then the other sets, of course, follow kind of the same you know, the same scenario that you get in any sets. You got monsters and dragons, and I don't think you can have a card game without a dragon somewhere. Uh, that's just, I think that's probably in the card rules somewhere. Like, hey, did you include at least one dragon? Well, we did this time. All girls playing instruments. God, it's never going to sell. Mess that one up, Jim. But it probably doesn't happen that way. So when you look at these sets, and I think I've, I've diverted a little bit just because of Pokemon's little bit of ridiculousness going on right now. So we're kind of like, eh, hey, what else can we, what else can we rip open and get a fix from opening packs? But also maybe make a little. Make a little side cash and maybe be able to afford some other product, you know, that we might want uh, from the Pokemon side of things. Or even Digimon or whatever, because Digimon's ridiculous, can't find that anywhere uh, except online for uber expensive. And, you know, it's hard to pay those prices. So, what do we do? go off the beaten path a little bit, we pick some other card game and go, you know what, that's not bad price, we get to open up some packs, we're not sure exactly what we're looking for, I mean, I know what we're looking for, but when the wife's opening it, she doesn't know what she's looking for, but hey, it's almost it's almost a little better, we get a little surprise, you know, maybe you get that, you know, when she was opening the Yu-Gi-Oh! Goes to the Past, she was like, ooh, look at this one, it's all... It's all shiny and blah, blah, and I'm like, yeah, that's a good one, you know? She's, ooh, yay. And that kind of excitement, even though you're not exactly sure what's going on, is, is fun, you know? Plus, I think it's just a matter of I'm getting to open some cards. I haven't opened cards in a while, which really isn't true. We That's why we've been doing it, so we haven't opened Pokemon like, you know, in a while. I mean, it's substantial, you know, maybe 
we kept some hangers and some single boosters, you know, hanging on a on a shelf just for like, eh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll pick at it because we have nothing else to open. But we haven't opened anything substantial since like when Battle Styles came out initially and we had the booster box. So we haven't done like any large openings. So, you know, got the shakes. Got to get some other stuff. I mean, we don't, we just opened the Yu-Gi-Oh! boosters, which was good. Um, that was fun. But, you know, now we're like, well, our card shop doesn't have any more of the Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. Because if we're, if we're being, we're being honest, do you want to open, if you're not, if you're not used to opening a card game, and you're not looking for any sort of, I'm not really collecting, you're not really doing anything, then you're looking at it from a value standpoint. And if I go into our card shop and I go, you got Phantom Rage or Blazing Vortex? No, we don't have that. I guess we aren't opening you. Well, there's a lot of other sets. Yeah, but all the other sets, their highest value card is like $11. So if I'm going to open something, I at least want to open something that gives me the potential for something, you know, spectacular to open. It's just like any other chase card in Pokemon. Do you want to open Shining Fates? You're still opening Shining Fates? Why? I want the Charizard. Charizard's high value. It's amazing. I want it. So I'm going to keep forking out, forking out, forking out money. Which, by the way, people... There is a point where you have to look, and this is obviously my opinion, but if I take a $75 ETB and I buy three of them, I'm already over 210 in cost, and that's pretty close to me just being able to buy it wrong. If you're looking right, if you're looking in the right spot and being patient, right? Maybe it's a little closer to 300, but still, fine. Give yourself five ETPs. Just give yourself five. Now you're over 350. You can definitely buy that Charizard. I think, you know, for, for us, our card shop messages us and it's like, hey, we got Shining Fates in. I'm like, Dude, we're not busting that out anymore because we've spent enough on it to where I'm already like, we got a bunch of the shinies already. Obviously not the sticking Charizard, but the amount of money we spent to get all the shinies we have, I could have just bought the ones we wanted for sure and left the other ones just, you know, floating in space to pick off whenever. But that's that's the nature of the game. So just be, you know, be aware, be patient, be, you know, cognizant of how much. Because sometimes it can get out of hand where you're just like, I got to pull that Charizard. Well, you might not pull that Charizard, but you could have bought it already. You know, if you want it that bad, just buy it outright. You know, then you, gotta, you don't got to worry about the bulk. You don't got to worry about duplicates. You don't got to worry about... You know, snatching it in DD for the 27th time. 
then you just have the card you want. But anyways, so back to the card fight. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for as I'm going, hey, well, if I'm going to open something, especially something I don't, for the most part, care about, I want there to be some value behind it. I want there to be a reason I'm opening this. I don't want to just spend the money to spend the money, you know? And, then, and there's a difference, especially if you're not collecting it actively, like I want all the cards or whatever, you know, it, it's, I would assume, at least for me, I'm looking for some value card behind it. Pokemon's different for us, you know, Pokemon, I want, I want the set, I want all the cards, I want the commons, I want the commons in their reverse hollow, I want all the cards, and I want to stuff them in a book, and I want to keep them and go, this is beautiful. Card fight, I, I don't think I want to keep any of them, maybe I will, I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, stuff through the Yu-Gi-Oh cards we open, where I'm just like, man, that is just a cool card. Looks cool, might not be super valuable, but I like it. So it's my personal, you know, enjoyment of that card, which is great. So you keep it or do whatever with it. But past that, I mean, I'm I'm going. If I'm going to open this for fun, if I want to open some cards, have some fun with something that's new that we don't do ever. Uh, what set has some bangers in them? You know, what set has something where I can go, oh man, look at that. This is valuable. This is in my collection. Boom, baby. Or this is valuable. I'll make my money back on the box and then I can go buy, you know, $170 booster box or something of Pokemon or whatever. Just because that's what I really want, or whatever. <clears throat> so then, if you go on, and I still say TCG Player seems to be <clears throat> one of my best spots to go to. I mean, they're they're giving out. You, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta run through the sets for sure, and you gotta run through the sets and sort them and find. You know, hey, oh, it's this one. You know, Phantom of Eon has some bangers in it. And I'm going, that's sweet. At least if we're going to open something, we have the potential to, you know, nail this this particular card. You know, which is fun. Because if, if you nail something, like, super awesome like that, it doesn't matter if it's not a card game you usually, you know, rip open or whatever. It's exciting, you know. You get all the feels in your tummy. You go, ooh. But check them out. Go through some sets. And then, you know, find some place that has them online, card shop, whatever. And just do it for fun. Especially since most of the prices I've seen on Card Fight are, you know, 30, 30 to $45 range. I would say from what I saw. And to me, that's not unreasonable to, you know, snag a box and rip it open for poops and giggles. Because if you don't get anything, did you lose out on that much? 
No, I mean, if you, if it was like $180 for a box, then all of a sudden you're like, shoot. That was expensive for me to get nothing. But now it's 37 That's not so bad. You know? I can sell my old Dirty Pumas for 37 bucks. You know? I mean, it's all... It's obviously based on what you can afford and your rationale behind buying it. Mine, I gave you what mine was, and that's just for me personally. And really, I think the rest of this week, I'm going to be trying to kind of look at these other card games and maybe give you some options of things to do, depending on what you you know, what your main collecting is, maybe to branch out on some of these other ones just for poops and giggles. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. But Card Fight definitely, definitely has some bangers in it. Apparently, the very first box that came out of Card Fight is uh, on the expensive side in the thousands of dollars range. Uh, it's a B, it's a BT one. And I forgot the name of it already. Um, but it was, I can't remember if it was the sold listing I saw and I was like, what the junk is that? Just because I'm so used to like focusing on Pokemon and Digimon and Dragon Ball, those are like my three you know, main mamma jammas, and then I see all these other card games having some value behind them, and I'm going, where, what, how, why? Does that happen? Does this happen? Is this a thing? But, I mean, I, I, I can't say that it's not, because I was even surprised about the Upper Deck Marvel, you know, Black Diamond cards. Because I'm like, how how are you putting that much value on pictures of people from the movie, you know, or scenes from the movie, and it has no, you know, no playability or anything, which I guess is, you might as well put it into the sports card category, but if we get down to the nitty gritty, it's cardboard, people. How do we place value on these pieces of card? It's it, it's amazing. The card game is amazing, to say the least. So, uh, I got to go. I'm at work, but uh, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. You have a safe day. Have a great day.